You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. Book of Proverbs, chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to begin with verse 10, and we're going to read through verse 23. Here a few weeks ago, I was having some issues with my heart on a Sunday morning. Actually, it was Saturday and Sunday. Uh, They had taken me off my medication so I could have uh, the surgery, and my heart was kind of just going crazy on me, and there was no way I could uh, come to church and preach. Craig, I don't have my mic. So he's back there waving at me like this. So I'm going to have, I'm going to, have to stay put uh, today, okay? And uh, so it's Sunday morning, and we're waiting for the service to begin. And we're going to live stream. We want to be with you, so we're going to live stream the service. And I'm sitting on the couch, and I was just reading my Bible, waiting for the service to begin. I was reading from uh, Proverbs chapter 4. And I pick up here verse 10, and I read through verse 23, and Uh, The Lord just really spoke to my heart out of this passage. And uh, I thought, you know, one of these days I'm going to preach this. Today's the day. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. Hear, my son, Solomon says, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When... When thou goest, thy steps shall not be shall be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to to fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto a perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words and incline Thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and ask you to just take this preacher, thoughts that you have given him from this passage and Father, you drive them deeply into our hearts, change us for time and also for eternity, that when we stand before you, we would not be ashamed at your coming. Uh, Father, help us to learn all that there is to learn. May your blessed Holy Spirit have his free course in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I've entitled the message this morning, A Man Who Just Would Not Listen. A man who just would not listen. 
I want to say something to you before we even begin this morning. It is a very foolish thing, young people, not to listen to your parents. Very, very foolish. It's very foolish not to listen to the preacher. It's also very foolish not to listen to older men who have a walk with God, who are spirit-filled and have the experience of life behind them. It's a, it's a very foolish thing because God has given us special people to speak into our lives. And to refuse to listen to those people is a very foolish thing to do because God literally speaks through them. Here we find some words of wisdom from a father to a son. The father here, most of us know, was Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. Now you may question his wisdom when you realize he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. But even though he had 700 wives and 300 concubines, the Bible records that he only had one son. And as you read the book of Proverbs, you see this. He isn't saying, my sons. He says, my son, my son, my son. And he repeats it over and over again. The book of Proverbs was written from Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, to his son. Well, who is his son? The Bible tells us that the name of his son was Rehoboam. And so we're going to look at Rehoboam today a man who simply would not listen. After Solomon's death, of course, we know that he was king over Israel. After his death, his son Rehoboam takes the throne. Rehoboam is the fourth king to reign over the nation of Israel. We have Saul, we have David, we have Solomon, and now Solomon has passed away, and we have Rehoboam has come to the throne. Again, Rehoboam's father, the wisest man that ever lived. His grandfather, who is his grandfather? David, the godliest man that ever lived. What an amazing heritage to have the godliest grandfather and the wisest father ever to walk the face of the earth. And yet he was a young man that just simply would not listen. In the account of 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, we find that the throne was turned over to Rehoboam. And when the throne was turned over to him, Israel was a united kingdom. They were the most powerful nation on the face of the earth. Are you still with me? Most powerful nation on the face of the earth when it was handed over to him and when he took the throne. They were a nation at peace. And they were a nation that was extremely prosperous under the reign of Solomon. And so this proverb that we find here is written from Solomon to his son. There's probably about 50 times throughout the book of Proverbs that we find the phrase, my son. Listen to this. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. My son, receive my words. My son, forget not my law. Hear, O son, and receive my sayings. My son, attend to my words. My son, attend unto my wisdom. My son, keep thy father's commandment. My son, keep my words. Cease not, my son, to hear the instruction 
that causeth, uh, that, that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. This is just a sample. I mean, over and over and over and over again, Psalm is saying, my son, my son, my son, listen. Listen to the words. Listen to the instruction. Listen to the counsel that your father is giving to you. Because Solomon loved the Lord and because he was endowed with great wisdom from the Lord, listen to me, he was continually exhorting and instructing Rehoboam on how he should live his life. Can I tell you something? That's a job of a parent. Is to continue to instruct their children on how to live a life in wisdom and to live a life that is pleasing unto the Lord. Solomon obviously taught Rehoboam the word of God. He sought to instill in his son a love for the Lord and a love for the commandments. You may remember Solomon also wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, he ends it with these words. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Listen to my whole life. Say it with me if you know it. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be bad. I mean, this is the type of instruction that Solomon is instilling in the heart and mind of Rehoboam. The words of exhortation coming from Solomon to Rehoboam are very similar to the words of exhortation that David gave to Solomon. So take your Bible with me and go to, uh, let's go to uh, 2 Kings, or 1 Kings, excuse me. 1 Kings chapter 2. Turn there quickly. 1 Kings chapter 2. I have a lot to cover this morning. 1 Kings chapter 2. Get those leaves rustling. 1 Kings chapter 2, notice verse 2. David is on his deathbed. He's about ready to pass into eternity and to meet his Lord. Solomon is called to his side. He said, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. I'm going to tell you something. We need some young men to rise up and be men in these last days. Be a man. Stand for something. Live for God. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgment and his testimonies as is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. That the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me saying if thy children take heed to their way and walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul there shall not fail thee said he a man on the throne of Israel. So these words of exhortation that David gave to Solomon, Solomon turns right around and gives these same words of exhortation to his son Rehoboam. However, Rehoboam simply would not listen. It's a very, very sad story that I'm going to unfold before you here today. When Rehoboam took the throne of the nation of Israel, his reign did not go very well. And the reason his reign did not go very well is because the wisdom that had been given him by God through his father and through his grandfather, he simply did not heed. 
Take your Bible now and turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 10. 2 Chronicles chapter 10. Maybe some books in the Bible that you're unfamiliar with. 2 Chronicles chapter 10. And we're going to pick up concerning the reign of Rehoboam. 2 Chronicles 10, I'm going to start with verse 1 and verse 2. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for to Shechem were all Israel come to make him what? King. King. Time to anoint Rehoboam as king over Israel. And it came to pass when, who is this? Jeroboam. Now who is this character by the name of Jeroboam? And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, who was in Egypt. Why was he in Egypt? Where he had fled from the presence of Solomon, the king, heard it, that Jeroboam returned out of Egypt. And now he comes back to Israel once he hears that Solomon had died. So who was Jeroboam? Let me give you just a quick... Let me give you just a quick background because this is really going to help you understand what's going on here. Jeroboam was a young man who King David, or excuse me, who King Solomon had made superintendent over all the 12 tribes of Israel. So here is a young man who's been put in charge, been put in authority over all of the tribes of Israel. He was also made commissioner of public works that were taking place in Israel. So any public works that were going on in the nation of Israel, he oversaw those public works. He had a position of great influence and also of great authority. He was the person that if you had a complaint about something, like the potholes on the roads, he was the guy to see. If the garbage wasn't getting picked up on time, you went and saw Jeroboam. I mean, he was in charge of all the public works over all of the 12 tribes of Israel. So he was very much involved in people's lives. He was really, as you study his life, he was really a people person. He loved people. People loved him. The majority of people really respected him. And and he was looked to for leadership within the nation of Israel. However, he had one major problem. And that was he was disloyal to King Solomon. He was disloyal. After all the influence and authority that he had been given by Solomon went to his head, he became very, very prideful. Being so much involved in the people's lives and hearing the complaints of the people, he realized that some of the people were discontent with Solomon's leadership. Um, I had uh, breakfast this past week with some pastors who had come to, come to the super conference there at um, Sycamore Baptist this week. I wasn't able to attend because I was preaching the mission conference at Loomis. But we had breakfast together. and These pastors were sitting there and fellowshipping one pastor who was Pastor Rader. Remember Pastor Rader? Pastor Rader shared with me the name of a pastor and I know this pastor very well if I were to say his name many of you would know who this pastor is just lost 30 families from his church 
Could you imagine losing 30 families? Now, he has quite a large church, probably three times the size of ours. But he lost 30 families. You know what he lost 30 families over? Because one family became disgruntled with his leadership and started to accuse him of plagiarism. Now, how many know what plagiarism is? I want to tell you a secret. I plagiarize everything. If I know a preacher's got a good message, I'll steal it from him in a heartbeat. And the last time I knew, I had plagiarized some things here already today when I read God's Word. So they started to accuse him. There were some people who were disgruntled with his leadership started to accuse him of plagiarism and 30 families. Can you imagine how devastating that is to the cause of Christ and a local church to lose 30 families? Could you imagine how that hurts their missions? So as Jeroboam heard about all the discontent that was going on, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you here, someone's always discontent about something. To which I respond, get over it. I'm going to tell you, some things are absolutely ridiculous. Things that we complain about and get upset about and just dumb. Well, anyway, hearing the discontent among the people over Solomon's leadership, he began to develop some conspiracies. Okay? Because in his heart, you know what his view was? I'm just going to spread discord here among the people, and I'm going to become king. Let his influence and authority go to his head. His plot, however, was discovered, was revealed to Solomon, and he had to flee to Egypt for his life. And do you know who supported him while he was in Egypt? Pharaoh. Now you go figure. Pharaoh comes alongside and supports Jeroboam in the time that he's now down in Egypt. Now, Jeroboam is not like James Comey. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about because you probably don't watch the news. But James Comey was the FBI director that was fired by President Trump. Kind of like Jeroboam was fired and had to flee to Egypt for his life because of his crimes. James Comey has been accused and he is guilty of mishandling the FBI investigation of Hillary Clinton. He has been accused and he is guilty of lying to Congress. He was accused and has been found guilty of leaking classified information to the press. But James Comey didn't have to flee to Egypt. No, only in America could you write a book when accused of these serious crimes. Entitle it Truth, Lies, and Leadership. And then go on a public tour promoting yourself, slamming our president and his leadership. I thought this was somewhat interesting, and that is James Comey's book is now the second best-selling book on Amazon. Followed, excuse me, or just the first best-selling book, and I, I thought this was hilarious, was a collection of recipes by Joanne Gaines. 
Now, how many know who Joanne Gaines is? Okay, fixer-upper. I, I just, that just struck me as funny. But Jeroboam, hearing of Solomon's death, says, you know, I'm going to return to Israel. Now, only God knows what was in Jeroboam's heart, but I don't think they were good intentions. Are you with me? I don't think they were good intentions for why he returned. So let's read uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 10 now. Turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 6 through verse 14. Rehoboam is now king. Jeroboam now returns and gathers together a group of people to go speak with Rehoboam. So Jeroboam and all Israel came and spake to Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore ease thou somewhat the grievous servitude of thy father and his heavy yoke that he put up upon us, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Come again unto me after three days, and the people departed. Let me, let me, let me think about this. Let me think about how I'm going to rule as king of Israel. Now drop down to verse 6. And King Rehoboam took counsel with who? The old men that had stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, saying, What counsel give ye me to return answer to this people? And they, the old man, spake unto him, saying, If thou be kind to this people, and please them, and speak good words to them, they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel, just like he had forsaken his father's counsel. He forsook the counsel which the old man gave him and took counsel with who? The young men, his peers. Took counsel with the young men that were brought up with him that stood before him. And he said unto them, What advice, you young men, what advice give ye that we may return and answer to this people which have spoken to me, saying, Ease somewhat the yoke that thy father did put upon us. And the young men that were brought up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou answer the people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it somewhat lighter for us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, my little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. For whereas my father put a heavy yoke upon you, I will put more to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scorpions. Now, was that a foolish decision? Why was it such a foolish decision? Because he wasn't listening to the older, godly, wiser men. Listening to his peers. Listening to his friends. Listening to all the stupid teenagers that were around him. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day. And the king bade, saying, Come again to me on the third day. And the king answered them roughly. And King Rehoboam forsook the counsel of the old men... And answered them after the advice of the young men. Now drop, now drop down to verse 16. And when all Israel saw that the king would not hearken unto them. Drop down to verse 19. 
Israel rebelled against the house of David. So a very, very poor decision. How many of you know how the story plays out? Okay, just a couple of you. Let me tell you how the story plays out. The kingdom, this monarchy that once was united, was powerful, was at peace, and was prosperous. The monarchy, listen to me, please, is now divided. The country splits. Ten tribes, of the twelve tribes of Israel, ten tribes rebel against Rehoboam and become an independent kingdom of Israel, and they anoint Jeroboam as their king. Rehoboam is left with only two tribes. Yes, the largest tribes, but he's left with only two tribes and the capital city, Jerusalem. He is now ruling over Judah and Benjamin, and we call them the northern tribes and the southern tribes. Why did all of this happen? Listen to what it says, Second Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 1. And it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself, he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. Why did all of this happen? He would not listen to God. He wouldn't listen to God speaking to him through his father. He wouldn't listen to God speaking to him through the older men. He was going to do what he was going to do. Rehoboam, sad, sad, sad story. He reigns for 17 years. The nation is in a state of civil war. Israel fighting Judah. Judah fighting Israel. Brother against brother. Listen, 17 years. The nation is in a state of civil war. Why? Because he would not listen. Our civil war here in our country was the darkest days that our country has ever seen. 655,000 men lost their lives. The war lasted four years. Could you imagine how many thousands of men over 17 years needlessly lost their lives because Rehoboam would not listen? As I wind this up here, it's going to be kind of a little long of a wind. But let me say this. What can we learn from this? What can we learn from the life of Rehoboam? First of all, learning from someone else's mistakes and not making those same mistakes yourself is a very wise thing. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. If someone else makes a mistake and you say, well, you know what? I need to learn from my own mistake. Just, just let me make the same mistakes and learn my own lesson. That is, that is like the most foolish thing a person could ever say. Sometimes I wonder why you just cannot see. Okay, this is what they decided to do. This was the consequences of their actions. If you do this, the same thing's going to happen to you, and it's like brain dead. The Bible said the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. God's given us a Bible. God's given us some examples. God's given us some things that have happened in people's lives that we would learn from them and not make those same mistakes ourselves. 
Now all these things happen unto them for our example. So there's some powerful lessons that we can learn from Rehoboam here. One of the first things we can learn is listen to your parents. Young people, believe it or not, your parents are so much wiser than you are. They have the years of experience behind them. If they know and love the Lord, they have the knowledge of God's word to impart to you. But Solomon said, My son Rehoboam, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. I believe this with all my heart. I believe one of the clearest evidences that we are in the last days and Jesus is coming soon. The Bible says that children, and I quote, will be disobedient to their parents. It's really incredible what we see going on in our families. And this isn't only taking place in our Christian, or our, our, the unsaved families. This is taking place in Christian families. They will be disobedient to parents. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Then it goes in to talk about sodomy. and We are in the last days. But I want to tell you something, young people. You listen to preacher. God's word has not changed. Honor thy father and mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. You want to live a fullness of life? You want to have God's blessing upon your life? Better start listening to mom and dad. Amen? Amen. Better start listening to mom and dad. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. You know how serious God takes this? This is not laughable. This is very serious. Deuteronomy 21, listen, beginning with verse 18. If a man has a a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him and disciplined him, he will not hearken, he's not going to listen, Then shall his father and mother lay hold of him and bring him out unto the elders of the city, unto the gate of his place. And they shall say unto the elders of the city, This our son is stubborn, he is rebellious, he will not obey our voice, he is a drunkard, and all the men of the city will stone him with stones until he dies. So shalt thou put away from among you And all Israel shall hear and shall fear. God, young people, teenagers, listen to me. God takes rebellion very, very seriously. Some of us ought to be very glad we don't live under the Old Testament economy. There'd be a few less young people alive. Or maybe there'd be A whole lot of young people doing a whole lot better, too. Very serious. Not to listen to the instruction of your father and your mother. The next thing I see here is 
we can learn from Rehoboam is listening to the counsel of the older, godly men, mature men, spirit-filled men, men who have walked with God, men who have years of experience behind them. If you're 60 years of age or older, would you please stand right now? 60 years of age or older. I'm only 57. That's why I picked 60. All right, keep standing. Listen to this verse. With the ancient is wisdom. And in length of days is understanding. What was Solomon's problem? Or excuse me, what was Rehoboam's problem? He wouldn't listen to the old men. He listened to the what? Young men. I want all you young people here today to look around. These are the people you ought to be going to for counsel. These are the people you ought to be going to for advice. People who love God, have walked with God, are people of character, are spirit-filled, and have the wisdom of years behind them. Thank you. Sit down. How many of you here are 18 to 34 years of age? Would you please stand up? This is what we call the millennial generation. Look all around. Don't listen to each other. Thank you. You may be seated. I want to say this. Woe unto the person that encourages, that supports, and turns away a child's heart away from their parents. The Bible said it is always the will of God that the hearts of the fathers be turned to the children and the hearts of the children be turned back to the fathers. Young people, you listen to me. That's Satan will use whatever he can to turn your heart away from your parents. That's why you will always find this preacher. I will never take the side of a young person over their parents. I will always support those parents and always do my very best to turn their heart back to their mom and dad. The next thing that I want to share with you is that Rehoboam, he would not listen to the man of God. Would not listen to the man of God. Would not listen to his parents, would not listen to the older, wiser, godly men, and he would not listen to the man of God. Take your Bible, turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 11. I'll be done. 2 Chronicles chapter 11. Beginning with verse 1. And when Rehoboam was come to Jerusalem, he gathered the house of Judah and Benjamin and 180,000 men, which were warriors, 180,000 men, to fight against Israel. So now we find the civil war going on. That he might bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam. So I'm going to reunite the kingdom. I'm going to force the kingdom back together. I'm going to defeat Jeroboam. But the Lord, but the, but the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God, the prophet of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of 
Solomon, king of Judah, and to all Israel in Judah and Benjamin, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren. Return every man to his house, for this thing is done of me. And they, what's the next word? Obeyed. You say, Pastor, I thought you just said he didn't listen to the prophet of God. Hang on. And they obeyed the words of the Lord and returned from going against Jeroboam. Now jump over to the next chapter. This obedience didn't last long. Chapter 12, verse 13 through verse 15. So King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned For Rehoboam was one and forty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem. Verse 14, and he did what? Evil. All right, stop right here. Did he listen to his dad? Did he listen to the older, wiser, godly men? No. And watch, now he's not listening to the prophet of God. He's not listening to the man of God. And he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. Now the acts of Rehoboam first and last are they not written in the book of Shemaiah the prophet. Now verse 15. And there were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. What's the next word? Continually. Seventeen years of civil war. He would not listen to the man of God. Do you know over and over and over again in Scripture, the Bible tells you, listen to the man of God. When you come to the house of God, why do you come? Say, well, we come to worship. That's right. Well, what's another reason we, what's another main reason we come? To listen to the man of God. Open the word of God and speak into our hearts the things of God. That's why we come. What a foolish thing. And as I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about myself, there's no wisdom here. But I'll tell you what, this book is chock full of it. And church family, the amount of wisdom that goes forth from behind this pulpit, is really an amazing gift that God has given to us. How absolutely foolish not to listen to your parents, not to listen to the older, wiser, godly individuals that the Lord has put in your life, and not to listen to the man of God. But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, But they made their neck stiff that they may not hear or receive instruction. Have you ever seen someone that just has a hard heart? You're trying to speak truth into them. And you can just tell their heart is hard. You know what the Bible says? Break up the fallow ground of your heart. If you're here today... And especially I've kind of been, you know, kind of directing this toward the young people. If you're here today and you're not listening to your parents, you are a fool. 
things are not going to go well for you. If, you he- if you're here and you're not listening to the counsel of your grandfather and grandmother and the older and wiser godly people that God's... What a fool. If you're here and you're not listening to the counsel of the preacher, what a fool. You know, I've been in the ministry now for 36 years. 36 years of preaching God's word. And, and I have an observation, and I want to leave with this observation. Lots of people have gotten very upset with me over those 36 years. Now, I don't understand that because I'm like the nicest guy in the whole world. Why would you ever get upset with me? But as I look back over the years and those who have gotten upset and those who have, I mean, written the letters, I used to save them all. Seriously, I had a whole drawer full of hate letters. When I remodeled my office, I got rid of all of them and I've started to collect them again. (laughs) But one thing I've noticed over the years is that people have never gotten upset with me for being me. Never have. You know why they get upset? You know why they get angry? It's because I've preached on some sin in their life. And they get all in a tizzy about that and they get all upset about that. You never seem to get upset with a preacher when he's preaching on someone else's sin. But when he hits those particular sins that you have in your life and you're playing a Rehoboam, then what are you going to do? A week and a half ago, Joel Nelson's, they moved over to Wisconsin and they started attending a church over there, Wildwood Baptist Church. Their former pastor, his name was Randy King, he retired. They got a new pastor, I think he's been there three or four years, but uh, Randy King is now, represents their mission. They have a mission, the Wings of Eagles, out from their church. And so Randy wanted to meet with me and said, would you like to have uh, lunch? And so we met at Cracker Barrel for lunch and he now is in some 40 to 45 different Baptist churches, uh, independent Baptist churches like ours every year. And uh, I'm going to tell you something, people. This, it's not a pretty picture of what's happening in our churches. It's a very, very bleak picture of what's happening. And so he began to share with me his observation of what is happening. And what is happening is churches like ours who are staying faithful to the word, faithful to preach the word, the culture has really changed. Okay? And there's a lot of reaction now that's taking place because the church seems to be, you know, like a chameleon. We seem to be conforming to this world in a way we never have before. So when the man of God preaches the word of God, and deals with these sin issues, people either get right or they get upset. And this is what he shared with me. He said, almost every independent fundamental Baptist church that I am in is declining in numbers, and some of them are declining rapidly. And I said, well, where are these, are they, where are these people going? He said, I'll tell you, in almost 100% of the case, they're going to the contemporary, feel-good, 15-minute sermon, Lots of entertainment, lots of worldly music. He said those are the kind of churches that members like ours gravitate to. We've seen that in our church. 
Do you know how that breaks my heart? You know how it breaks my heart? People that I've pastored almost their entire life see them up and leave our church and go to some contemporary church. Just absolutely breaks my heart. Pastor Rader said the same thing. He's losing family after family after family from his church. I'll tell you what, Brother Rader's a great preacher. Got a great church. Losing family after family. Where are they going? Contemporary church. Pastor Rich, same thing. Family after family leaving, going to contemporary church. The Bible says there's going to come a time when they will turn away their ears from the truth. And we are now living in that generation. It's very, very sad. Let me tell you something, church family. We don't have to go there. We need to listen to what God is saying to us through our parents, through the older, wiser. I I wish Pastor uh, Peterson would have been here today. Um, He can't always make all the service. He'll never feel that well. But you know what? When I'm 93 years old, I'll probably skip a few services too. But I love Pastor Peterson. Those of you who have been here on Wednesday nights when he's preached, there's a... You want to get some wisdom, some direction, you go talk to Pastor Peterson. He's been around the block a few times. Go here and talk to Jerry. Right? Come up here and talk to Bob. I'm telling you, God has given us, young people, God has given us, given you some amazing resources right here. Use them. Listen to them. Don't play He that hath ears to hear. What? Let him hear. Let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.